You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm all right. How's <laughs> look? I the the behind the scenes is I usually get back from the gym five minutes before this starts. So I was mildly uncomfortable doing one of these. And once you start talking, I was just like, I you just never know. I really don't. Ago. I don't say when we're gonna start. I just do it. Um, you know, I feel like we've been doing this now four months. I, I just, know. I just stay on high alert for we are back. We are back. <laughs> I'm like, all right, those are the key words. I'm back in. We are back, and Mike has to let everyone know that he was at the gym. He was out and there. Uh, he's getting sweaty. ready. He's getting ready. Uh, but Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike got back from the gym. It's Thursday night football tonight, and honestly, it feels kind of weird because Tennessee's playing and they play the Packers. So anytime. Oh, I Wow. Thursday night football. Still like going a on. football season. What's what are you talking about? I haven't about? watched one of these Thursday night games in a while. I will be honest with you, because they have the NFL doesn't put their best forth on no. Thursday night. <laughs> it's no. just like the worst team. This one I'll probably watch, but yeah. It's better than the last ones, but it's Titans Packers. I feel like we're gonna get a low score in slog of a game. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, the only reason I'm watching it just a tad bit is because it is an AFC team and it's Cincinnati's opponent next week. Not that I'm doing my homework and like, oh, what do you have to watch? Everybody knows Tennessee secretly, I feel like is a really good team. The thing is, it feels like they don't really factor into the Bengals playoff outlook because someone has to win their terrible division when you think of the South. As so, the type as the Colts and Jags may have had as winners, the Titans remain supreme. Yeah, I mean, it would only be like standings and things like that. And there's still a lot of football left. So it matters, what? though, for uh, AFC Conference win because yeah. they're not doing well there. And that's the first tiebreaker. Well, second tiebreaker. Yeah, so I guess I guess there's a little revenge game for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Anytime an NFC team can beat an AFC team will be good. So more on that when you think of the AFC playoff picture. It's going to be a wild Sunday because there are a lot of teams who are ahead of Cincinnati who either have to play each other or they're playing an AFC team. So it's going to be really flip-flopped after Sunday what the playoff picture looks like, again, in the middle part of the season. I, I'm intrigued by a lot of games. I kind of like the 425 kick for Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I don't remember the other game, but it was – somebody showed a map, and I was like, oh, sweet. I get Well, I knew I was getting this game on the Pittsburgh market. But yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, ah, I don't care about that other game. This isn't a big deal. The, the game I guess I cared about watching this week is what got moved to Sunday Night Football. So I'm like, all right, as long as we're not interfering with Chiefs Chargers, that seems like a fun game. Yeah, Sunday, I have it all in my head. I'm ready to go. I keep talking about putting Christmas trees up, 425 kick, putting a Christmas tree up, Christmas spirit, get a nice little game. I don't, there's no international games this week, I don't think. I, could be I think those are done. Over? Okay, no 10 a.m., 9.30 games, which I'm kind of fine with. It's okay. It's always on as, like, background noise for me personally because I'm not 9.30 to midnight 
Lindsay and I, official statement. We think that those <laughs> international games are done. No, there's a Mexico City game, but that's not that's not an early start. Oh, I love that, though. I love that. And, and I have something that I want to say about the international games because they get a little criticism on social media, and I don't like that. I said last week, I think it was really cool to see the game in Germany, the crowd singing, cheering, the atmosphere. It felt like they were all Bucks fans at one point, but just good for them to get a, a semi-great game because of those international games. They're not always great. And uh, some people are like, oh, no, they should all be. No, I just enjoy it. I like more people like in the NFL. I'm game for that. And it's a growing sport and it's not going, it's it's going to continue being played outside of the United States. It is funny how huge the NFL is in the United States, like by far the king. And it is probably out of the big three, four sports, like the least worldwide, like basketball is huge worldwide. Obviously hockey, everybody comes from Europe and uh, then baseball is like big in Asia and Central America. So the NFL is like pretty much just here, but it's growing. And I don't know. It is cool to see how amp those fans are. It would be weird if I live somewhere. It's just like, uh, ooh, what team did we get this year? <laughs> it's like, I don't really have a, I, there are team, there are fans. I know Bengals yeah. have tons of UK and German and all those other fans, but it does almost feel like, who do we get? <laughs> the Jags again. <laughs> Well, there was this thing, um, and I'm I'm blanking on the report, but Cincinnati, and who knows how real this is, but out of all of the sports teams, professional sports teams, they had the Cincinnati Bengals as the 10th most popular in the United States. I saw that. I want to say it's real. Yeah. That's absolutely wild. But again, I will add that to the Joe Burrow effect. because yeah, the, the Bengals for the first time and. Twenty years are cool. Like that's that's yeah. why they're so big. It's their offense is super fun. They've got a bunch of cool players, and uh, they just made a Super Bowl, so everybody's seen them. So people are probably like, "Yeah, the Bengals are my second team. I like watching Jamar Chase catch touchdowns, and that's cool. It, it is cool to be one of the cool teams." 2010s, they made the playoffs a lot. Nobody, nobody <laughs> cared. Well, it's funny you say that because when the year Carson Palmer went down, I'm being so random in this first segment. We will get to Pittsburgh and the Bengals after bye week. Yeah, Lindsay was right. What are we going to fit in this first segment? And it's like, yeah, we're well, just, yeah, gonna... just rambling about everything we didn't even, I didn't even say we were going to talk about, but I'm just talking about it. But you talk about the popularity. I remember when um, Carson Palmer went down, I was in school and I, I begged my mom to not, I was like, please don't make me go to school the next day. All the kids are going to tell me what happened in the playoff game. And they're going to say the Bengals lost and I'm going to be embarrassed. And she's like, no, you got to go to school. Sorry. You really screw up in the Cincinnati area, right? Um, it, it like my family's 30 minutes away. They're okay. Super yeah. I grew up in the Cleveland oh. Pittsburgh area. That was, that was much worse for me. <laughs> oh, yes. 100%. I'm rarely wearing that Bengals jersey on Mondays when, uh, <laughs> It was uh, it was rough, but no, honestly, th there's my connection with Pittsburgh. It was against the Steelers in that playoff game. You could hear a pen drop, and it was absolutely miserable, and I never want to go back there because I still feel this. That 2005 team was the best team prior to 2021. If Carson doesn't go down, I still feel like they go to the Super Bowl. I feel like the, the Colts, it's hard to say that the Bengals would be – because they were similar. You know, like mm -hmm. they both didn't have great defenses, were electric offenses. And if you asked me to put Carson Palmer versus Peyton Manning, I'm probably going with Peyton Manning. Oh, really? You're going Peyton Manning? <laughs> hey, I wonder if 2005 there were like homers that are like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> we're riding with, ride with Palmer. I would say that. I would say that. Would, <laughs> Lindsey Patterson in 2022 would have said that in 2005. I'd be like, no way. Carson all the way. Carson's going to take him. We beat him earlier, you idiot. I didn't even know what playoff. I mean, I was just like, I love the sport. Uh, my family had season tickets. I was all about it, but I didn't. I mean, from from then to now, uh, winning playoff games, I didn't realize how heartbreaking that ride was going to be until uh, last year. But uh, moving on, there was practice this week, real live practice. Not going to lie, I loved the snow coming down on the Bengals social media photos with the white tiger helmets because it's november and it snowed twice already in cincinnati that normally doesn't happen so i just felt like okay it's fitting it's afc north football they have the bubble they're not practicing in the bubble till tomorrow they do that on fridays 
little criticism because they have that bubble and they're not. That's not what happens when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers and the weather weather's going to be pretty similar. I feel yeah. like on Sunday, uh, I liked it's, it. Pittsburgh weather update. It snows here too. It snowed here yeah. the past couple of days. So it's probably going to snow on Sunday. Love it. Snow football <laughs> is so underrated. And I know it's, it isn't safe for the Bills and Cleveland to play that game because of like six feet of snow. And it probably won't do six feet of snow. It'll probably be like less than that. But I would have been all about three to six. Everybody keeps saying six. It's three it to six. Moves the headlines. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that it might snow for the game on Sunday? I haven't looked at the weather, but it's snowed the past two days. And right. pure, not not nothing crazy, but I think it's supposed to snow this weekend. I've never been put on the spot like this. I usually just look out the window. And You're like, I don't, I don't know. Way. I wasn't my phone. I, in the in the mornings, I check the phone and see the weather. Um, weather <laughs> I wasn't planning to do anything Sunday. I was watching the game. <laughs> I can't believe this is why I pay attention to the weather. I'll be completely honest with you, and then I'm going to get to the injury reports. I, you always will have that encounter. Like if you're, so I work remote, but like one day a week I'll go into the office. And when you have to start a conversation with someone, you always have to bring up the weather because there's really not a whole lot of other things to talk about besides football. And I'm always like, oh yeah, weather. It's pretty cold right now. It's pretty, pretty freezing out. And so I have to pay attention to the weather. I can't just be like, I don't know what it's like outside. I don't know. It might snow tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, I got to commute to work, but uh, I just, I figure it out in the morning. <laughs> You're like, oh, I go outside in my car. I have a garage. I don't I, I do. Don't... I have a garage. Yeah. I don't need to wipe Never it mind. off. I, my, my, my reasoning doesn't make sense, but uh, but yeah. So. We're not at the point where I have to be like, oh, I got a shovel. <laughs> it's, like a, it's not that much snow. You don't pay the neighborhood kids? No, I go out there on my own. I have a snow plow, a, a little blower, not a snow plow, a little snow blower. That's what I have. I got that last year. Those are the best, best investment I've ever made. Yeah, 100%. Well, I'm hoping for a little bit of snow for this game. It is Sunday, 4 o'clock. I say 4 o'clock. It's like 425. I'm going to start around that time. going to be a Tony Romo game. If I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm wrong. No, I think, uh, oh, uh, I don't. Look at me doing my research of the broadcasters. <laughs> Bengals announcer. Keep talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. We, oh, that's week one. Week one. Keep going. It has to be Tony Romo. It's going to be a CBS game. Pretty CBS nice. CBS 4 o'clock. I have Six to assume Bengals it Bengals will be is. pretty good in, ra in ratings, I think. Not enough to be on Sunday Night Football, but <laughs> again, I'm just uh, It sounds like Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins. Ooh, sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. I bet you're coming to town December 5th when there's uh, Patrick Mahomes in Cincinnati at the 4 o'clock. Oh, wait. Oh, God. I just read something from 2021. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why isn't this easily fine? Why can't I easily find this? Good thing our listeners not taking anything we say. It's all okay. I found the announcer schedule. This is from one day ago. I can't be wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna say on Sunday. I'm so glad Tony Romo is calling this. Greg game. Gumbel and Adam Archuleta. Jim Nance and Tony Romo are on Cowboys Vikings. Of course. I can't believe I was so wrong about that. I just assume I'm like CBS 425. It's going to be Tony. Uh, no, they're probably calling the game in a couple of weeks, but uh, moving on practice, a big topic of conversation is I'll go Pittsburgh right now. Minka Fitzpatrick. And again, injuries are not even injuries, surgery, what he dealt with. It's just absolutely insane because Joe Burrow dealt with it before their first matchup in week one. I feel like it was two different situations because Joe was um, out for a few weeks during training camp. He came back and he has admitted, look, I wasn't the same to start the season. Minka was full go at practice, which is absolutely crazy to me, but I'm not a doctor and I'm not an athlete and they're all freaks when they come back from things. So do you think Minka's going to go on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you think it's uh, full go in practice? I think yes, but. I don't want to say he will and he doesn't because it would totally make sense he doesn't go. My guess is yes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 all signs are pointing that way. Something I feel like he'd have to have a setback to move backwards and not play. Seems like he had the uh, appendix appendicitis. Tough guy. Seems like he had he's able to overcome his appendicitis and removal within what like a week, a week and a half. So. Yeah, less. It feels like less than that, honestly. Um, and, and he then did miss last week. He did. He did miss last week. You're right. You're right. A little, a little over a week for Minka to come back. And uh, Joe Burrow joked and said, "You know, 
you should probably sit out another week and, uh, you know, just get some rest, which uh, we love that about Joe Burrow. And one of the things Burrow talked about is, look, I'm not going to have that many turnovers in this game. I don't make a lot of predictions. I do have hot takes because they're a lot of fun. I truly don't believe Joe's going to look like he did in that game. And I know he's going to be without Jamar Chase. When we talked on the podcast earlier this week about Jamar Chase, it's always hard to predict the timetable. I don't know if Jamar is kind of teasing some people a little bit on social media, posting the black and white cleats. I think some people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What does this mean? Is he? Um, I, I don't see Jamar Chase returning this week. I feel like if there's any good vibes that he gets back for the Tennessee Titans game, um, but still kind of that outlook for Kansas City. Next week will be a big practice week for Jamar. Rehabbing behind the scenes, which is all good news, but we still do not know the return of Jamar Chase. And it's hard to make a prediction of when he gets back out on the field, even though it's exciting that it seems like things are going well behind the scenes when it comes to rehab. Yes, on Twitter, he said, which uh, A-P-T-T-M-H. <laughs> um I don't remember what that means. I Googled it. All, all praise to the. Um, to the. Something. Yeah. It's, uh, so I'm just taking that as good vibes only. That could have just meant that he killed seven people in Call of Duty or something. It's like, all praise to God, man. <laughs> it wasn't me that did that. It was. I'm just, I, I'm just taking it as good vibes only right now for Jamar Chase. I don't see good him. Good vibes. Yeah. He's not. I don't think he's tweeting that and things got worse. I think yeah. that's, that's a. It could mean nothing or it could be good. I don't think it means anything bad. No, nothing crazy. And again, I still think next week is a big week for the wide receiver on when he returns. It would be absolutely huge to get him for Jamar Chase. But again, I'm trusting the Bengals medical staff office and the doctors behind the scenes to put Jamar Chase in the best position as possible. Of course, I'm sure Jamar's like, I'm ready to go. He was acting like, you know, I didn't feel any pain in that game. I, I'm, I'm putting up records. I'm scoring touchdowns and, and playing on that injury is absolutely insane. So everything will happen when it's supposed to. Um, of course, you hope he's back out there with the offense. And we'll get to kind of what we see when it comes to this matchup with the Bengals run game, the wide receiver group. Uh, but I don't see Jamar Chase taking the field on Sunday. No chance. No chance. And that's okay. And that's okay. I still feel I still feel good about Cincinnati's offense and defense when they get the boost of DJ Reader and also Mike Hilton. But we'll get to that in more preview predictions for the Bengals and Steelers and the mailbag questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on as always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? So good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even mean to ask you how you were doing. That was okay. <laughs> you got to check in every 15 minutes on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to ask you how you're doing ever again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I'm slap happy because we finally get to talk about a football game. The funny thing is, we do podcast during bye week when there's no football going on for the Bengals and we still find things to talk about. In the first segment, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do Bengals. We're going to do Jamar. We're going to do the injuries. And then we're like, I'm like rambling about international games. So we are back on topic and we're ready to go the rest of the way when we talk about this game. They are back in business. 
Kevin Brown says, we kind of already did this, but I'm going to get to your question. How about a quick breakdown of the upcoming schedule? At minimum, we need five of the next eight. How do we do that? We've, we've kind of given that prediction already a little bit. Five and three. I feel good about it. The five and three. We talked That's about my prediction. So I feel pretty good about it, but I could see them only winning four. And I also think they could make the playoffs with four if it's all four AFC wins. Let me ask you this. Could you see so you could see them get you could see them getting into the wild card with nine wins? Yeah. Really? They have to win all conference games for their four wins, and some teams will have to slip up, but it's not impossible. I feel like that's um, a route that I wouldn't want to take. And it's crazy because I still probably get the seven seed. It's probably not fun. (laughs) Yeah. I just, at this point, I'm like, I'd rather just keep controlling your destiny and and get five wins. Hey, if they want to go undefeated the rest of the way and make it really easy, make it easier on all Bengals fan. I'm all about that. But uh, Nate, we're going to go ahead and get to you. Do you anticipate an expansion of the RPO game given the increase in gap? scheme runs uh almost more because it's all gun runs you could run zone rpos all day uh, i in in fact I, they run inside zone rpos I, they run duo rpos um sometimes those zone ones are better i think i just think they do the they don't do true post-snap RPOs. They do a lot of pre-snap access stuff. They run a hitch and if the corner's off, I'm going to throw that or they just count numbers. Like I've got a screen over here that just involves these three receivers. If they only put two guys over there, I'm throwing that out there type stuff. They're not holding the ball. Like the, the Dolphins run a lot of post-snap RPOs where Tua will catch the ball, hand look like he's handing the ball off. And then if a guy rotates down, throws it behind them. Not that Burrow can't do that. He did that at LSU plenty. It seems like the Bengals either don't have it installed or they don't, it's too much to install when they already have all this big drop back passing game, which the, Dolphins don't have as big of a menu there. You just pick and choose your battles. You can only put in so much stuff and get so good at it. You know, you got to become an expert in, in few things. And post-snap RPOs are not one of them. The pre-snap stuff is cool. I think it's also just varies by week. If they play a team that's got to play a ton of press, they're probably not going to throw a lot of RPOs. If they play a team that plays a ton of off, they might add in a couple of RPOs. We'll go to this question. I thought it was going to be a draft question about the offseason, but it's not. It's a little draft related, but kind of over the past. Anam says, Bengals draft pick that you truly wish would have played to their ability. Ooh. Okay. I think. So the answer that would make my life happier probably would have been like Cedric Ogboyhi. I don't know what his ability was though. That was in but my head. My answer I think is John Ross cuz that would have been fun. I'm still disappointed in that pick. I'm still disappointed in that pick because I always held out hope that he wasn't a bust. I was like no, Me too. no this this guy's going to work out and I felt like I was an apologist for John Ross and he Me had too. injuries and I was like oh no, he's going to he's going to live up to his ability and it just never worked out. And it was unfortunate. I think, you know, they got a lot of criticism for taking him early and it was kind of deserved. But yeah, definitely unfortunate. I'm going to use one, but I have a little disclaimer when I say his name because he did have his moments, but injuries were just such a factor in his career. It's Tyler Eifert. And yes, I know he's healthy. He had his moments, but man, it just felt so unfortunate when his seasons would be, he would start the season strong and then get injured the halfway point of the season or have season ending surgery. I just always hated that because I wanted that guy to, to really work out in Cincinnati long-term. His career was basically changed by a stupid Pro Bowl injury. That's the worst part. Yeah. Honestly, it's absolutely wild to think about. And, you know, I, Uh, Lindsay seems to have gone away. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'll take over for a second. So we have, uh, Michael Wilson who asked me, what is my favorite Phoebe Bridgers song? Um, off the top of my head, it's Kyoto. I, I think that's a vibe. I took over Lindsay. No worries. I oh. answered a question all on my own. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. And when you mention that artist, is that the one that's going to be at paper? Yes, that's the one that's open. I I want to answer that. True fan, you know, 
brought no. up something that got brought up in the last episode. So yeah, favorite few original songs, uh, Kyoto, first one off my mind. It's good vibes. I love that. We're going to stay with good vibes right now. Governor Chief says, do you and Lindsay think you could be Hendrickson and Hubbard and a beer Olympics, beer pong, flip cup, boom, pitcher race? I feel like I know what all those games are. A little confused about some of them. But do you? how do you feel like your abilities are with those games? So beer pong, I feel middle of the pack. I don't know how far out of college Hendrickson. They're both pretty far out of college. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they're gonna be. They'll probably be around our level, right? <laughs> they'll probably be around the world. I still. I'm younger like, than both. I feel like I should be able to take them. <laughs> I, I did this more recently. I definitely feel like they could still go back to college a little bit, but I at the same time I'd be like, uh, they'd be like, no, beer isn't good for me anymore. I'm an NFL <laughs> player. I can't have this stuff. I'm doing protein. Cup. <laughs> the protein in this in this beer. Um, but I would say low-key, I'm really good at, at, at those those games. Um, not only oh, in college, nice. but just in general. I'm not out there playing it on Saturdays anymore or anything like that. But low-key, I feel like I'm an underdog on it because I think when people I'm on their team, they're like, Oh yeah, Lindsay's definitely not gonna win at the end of the table. Like we are gonna lose this game, and I just low-key end up winning it. So I think I'm good at flip cup. I'm okay at beer bar. I can get hot, but uh not I, I don't step up and go like, Yeah, you guys are toast. It's more like, all right, I hope I hit a few. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say they win. I'll say they win. I'll just be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent Uh Jacob says, What's the game plan? How how are they gonna stop TJ Watt in this game? I hope it's gonna be a lot of they shouldn't run quick game to his side because it just that was a disaster. They got an interception, a tip ball ruin their quick game to the right and i know quarter, right-handed quarterbacks want to run their quick game to the right because it's just catch set throw gotta run it left this week just you don't he stays on that side so you don't need to like figure anything out he stays over there so just run your quick game the other side because he was getting his hands up other thing put a tight end on his side and have that tight end hit him every single snap run pass whatever have a tight end to his side and just that early chip does so much more than those late running back chips. I've talked a lot on this podcast about it, but if you can make TJ Watt hit him and make him rush through the tight end and then also through Collins, it's going to help Collins. It's going to make life hard on TJ. And he's probably used to that because he gets that a lot as an elite defensive end, outside linebacker, but also do it. They, they didn't do it enough, I think, in the first matchup. I'll never forget the game last year when TJ Watt and Joe Burrow were like semi-wrestling each other. And uh, Frank Pollock was on the sidelines going crazy, like, give a flag. <laughs> I don't know what he wanted, but it was, like, absolutely crazy. And I was so proud of Joe Burrow for, like, holding his own because he was, like, still – the whole image of it, I just can't get over because it, it felt like slow motion of T.J. Watt and Joe Burrow going at it um, and him being aggressive. But, yes, I would like T.J. Watt to stay really far away from number nine if possible. So that should be the game plan. Uh, Will says, how worried are we about Cam Taylor Britt slash Eli Apple versus Kenny Pickett and his weapons? Uh, I'm not, player. I'm not too worried. I think that George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are good receivers. They don't have Chase Claypool anymore. I think it is a, a, a good duo. Um, but I famous last words. I just, I know anything I say. Kenny's look like a rookie. I don't want to say he's been bad. He just looks like a late first round rookie quarterback so far. And that's not something that's going to put the fear of God in me. Here. I know how you feel about rankings and quarterbacks and all that. I get it. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel. Honestly, I wish you wouldn't see any of my tweets when I think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback. And I'm like, why is this guy ahead of him with these rankings? I know it doesn't matter. And half the time it's for clicks. I could live without the Joe Burrow Kenny Pickett comparisons that is not <laughs> nice to do to Joe Burrow. And they've uh, they've calmed down a bit. <laughs> oh man, I'm just like where where are you getting that? I'm so confused. And then you have the Ravens fans who jump on top of it and they'll make their comments. It's just it's it doesn't need to happen. It's slander on the internet. And if you tweet it and you have a blue check mark, you should get it removed. Um, we are gonna go with Yash. He said, "How does this offense?" adapt without Jamar Chase and which wide receiver do you see stepping up? Thing is, they've had to adapt without him. Yeah, they've already. Yeah, last, the week, last week yeah. seemed like the blueprint. 
the the Browns game didn't go well because I just feel like it's a mismatch for them. And it's unfortunate the way that game went. Then you see the Panthers game. They were able to do that, but their run game obviously was going with Joe Mixon. I feel like I always feel it's going to be a Tyler Boyd game against Pittsburgh. I truly do. I think out of all the wide receivers, and if T would have played again, I hate being this person because we heard it last year with the Baltimore injuries. If T Higgins would have played in the second half and you had a long snapper, I don't think that game's close in the second half against Pittsburgh. And that's wild to think about because you gave the ball away five times in that game, but T Higgins wasn't, wasn't even out there for the whole second half. So I'm feeling Tyler Boyd. I'm feeling optimistic about the offense. I know who they're going to face, even if Minka Fitzpatrick is out there on Sunday and he gets cleared by his doctors. I, I'm going to put it on Tyler Boyd for this one. I think Cam Sutton's their best corner. And I think Cam Sutton might line up over Tyler Boyd a bit. I, I, I know he's not a full-time slot guy. He used to be, and now he does like everything. I think that Pittsburgh respects Tyler Boyd more than they respect T Higgins for whatever that's worth. I think they just, he's done stuff to them. And it seems like Mike Tomlin in a past life, or maybe he was, I don't, I don't know his full career. I think he did play wide receiver was a slot receiver. He always loves those guys. So I think they're going to have a plan to stop Tyler Boyd. Not that they're going to shut him down or anything. I think they're going to put more resources to that. So I'm going to say it's a T Higgins game. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll have a post-game podcast to see who won that. Eric Olson, it's a two-parter. Favorite Thanksgiving dish. And what do you think has hurt Jonah's play this year? Is it the knee injury or is it something else? And I didn't even want to look at the comments when the Bengals wished Jonah a happy birthday today. <laughs> I peaked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um yeah i think jonah's always been a little bit inconsistent and then his kneecap was floating around just like three or four weeks ago and that i think that really hurt him that's something i definitely don't want to think about did you say your thanksgiving dish? Did I <laughs> no i was answering the first part first and i was gonna do the thanksgiving dish second all right, all right. there's no space in between what you're saying i need you to come on pick it up okay yeah <laughs> kneecap floating around all right let's talk about food uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, my take, uh, I don't know if we're going to do any, a, a lot of, we'll um, do it next week too, who cares, next week, all right, cool, um, my favorite personal dish, mac and cheese, and that belongs at a Thanksgiving dinner table, so are you one of those people where you have a family member who makes the mac and cheese, and you're like, nobody makes it like this person, nah, oh, mac and cheese is awesome, I would say that nobody beats my mom's mac and cheese, but I feel like my everybody fiance actually makes the mac and cheese. Usually, so. You have somebody in your life. Hold on. How does she make it? Uh, you know, the you make a little roux type thing and then you add Holy cheese. Noodles. <laughs> Holy it, it's, you know, pasta boiled. No, that's a, yeah, it's pasta boiled. She makes the cheese sauce too, like the, makes the roux and then puts the cheese in and then puts the macaroni that's cooked into the cheese, mixes that in, usually bakes it and sometimes puts the breadcrumbs on it. That was a dumb question to ask how she makes mac and cheese because obviously she boils the noodles and puts the, the cheese in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? Ah, you put them together. You don't like a secret chili and it's not, it's not at all. But, but you know, mac and cheese tastes different because some people burn their mac and cheese and it's not. Yeah, that's the real issue. Did you burn it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what you just bad said. cheese? Low-key like a craft mac and cheese from Kroger. Just like the dollar ninety nine one, it's not bad. If it's you a high floor it, food. It's a high floor food. Like, I unless it's burnt, like I'll enjoy cheese on macaroni noodles. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, I don't like turkey. I'm not a turkey person at all. No, I like Thanksgiving, but I don't like turkey. So you can um, answer your favorite food. Yeah, mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, okay, mashed potatoes. I'm going with that. So I'm going mashed potatoes, and um, I'm cheating a little bit because I feel like you have to have rolls with your mashed potatoes, and the rolls always hit on Thanksgiving. Absolutely, gravy too. You get all three. Yeah. Yeah. So you got three wow. things, and I just got mac and cheese. So well, I always cheat on this question. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like five players that are gonna do well. <laughs> Lindsay, can you name one person? I'm like, oh no, but this guy and this guy. Who are the top three players? I'll give you six. <laughs> we make our own rules on this podcast. <laughs> Great so, question. I'm gonna answer it differently. <laughs> that story of my life. Story of my life. Uh, but yeah, we'll get more to Thanksgiving. I still want to have the tree debate because I feel like we can really talk about that next week. 
on our Thanksgiving special episode. Uh, but next, let's actually talk about a football game. This matchup, more about it. Previous predictions, will the Cincinnati Bengals finally get a win in the AFC North? Next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We had to bring in one of the best. My favorite Pittsburgh Steelers fan is Nick Berlanski, our producer behind the scenes. He is absolutely amazing. He listens to us ramble three times a week and he puts together the podcast. Mike Santagata. How are we doing? <laughs> I almost asked you how you do. Don't care anymore. I don't care. Only, um, only okay at this point. I'm tired of people asking me how I'm doing. You listen to this podcast. Can you, can you just tell me what else I should ask to begin the podcast? So I never ask him how he's doing ever again. If he does, we're gonna ring a buzzard and be like, well, "Why did you do that again?" So I'm not going to. Before we get to our prediction of what's gonna happen in this game, we need to know what is your favorite Thanksgiving side. Food side. Oh, the I changed the question. <laughs> well, my favorite Thanksgiving food is the turkey, but if you have to say the side, I'll go with you, Lindsay. I'll go with mashed potatoes. Loki knew he was going to say turkey, so I had to change it up. Uh, but yeah, you can't go wrong with mashed potatoes as long as, again, they're not burnt. I don't think you can burn mashed potatoes. Um, but we'll, we'll move on. You probably could. If you I tried hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Let's we talk, talk about the turkey part. Yeah, turkey's good. <laughs> we, we made it um, pretty much 100 hours without a football game to talk about. And it's wild because you look around the NFL, there are teams who play their division rival like every other week. And right now in Cincinnati, it was week one. Now it's the back half of the season. You play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nick, what is happening in Pittsburgh? Tell us what's happening at practice this week. And then I want to hear what's going to happen in this game. It's almost been uneventful up until today. A lot of the players that were expected to play were practicing throughout the entire week until today when, as you guys mentioned, Minka Fitzpatrick gets back in there, full participant. Also, you had Najee Harris continue to be a full participant. Larry Ogunjobi is the only guy that was really limited, him and Kevin Dotson, the offensive lineman. Uh, But they're both expected to be able to go on Sunday. So you're looking at a pretty much fully healthy Pittsburgh Steelers lineup as much as you can be in week 11 of the season. And then, like you mentioned, Earlier, I don't know if we were on or not, but TJ Watt and Cam Hayward were both just taking off because they're veterans. Okay. Well, the thing is, it's wild. You see the Cincinnati team. You see the Pittsburgh team. Honestly, the first couple weeks when TJ Watt is not out there, it's a whole different team defensively. But it felt like when he returns to the team, there's a spark not only defensively, but even a little bit on the offensive side of the ball for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Yeah, it was almost like the aggressiveness got turned up to 11 just because T.J. Watt was on the field. I mean, you looked at what they were able to do to the Saints. Listen, the Saints aren't that good of a team. But the Steelers, for the first time in a long time, they got to their run game. I mean, Najee Harris had 99 rush yards. Jalen Warren did pretty good as well. And then Kenny Pickett even ran for, I believe it was like six or seven yards per carry out of of the, the backfield. So... They were getting things going on the ground, which is not something you've seen. So maybe it's it's just the aggressiveness of having T.J. Watt on the field and in padding that got the Steelers going last week. We'll see if that's able to continue this week. It'll be a little bit more difficult against D.J. Reader and the Bengals, though. And a touchdown, although I'm glad that I have instilled the fear of D.J. Reader into you. <laughs> exactly. Kenny Pickett did run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, my quick question for you, over-under, uh, 
does he have a one zero point five passing touchdowns for Kenny Pickett? Oh, see, that's such a tough cut. I think he finally breaks through this week because you know you can only go for so long. George Pickens has one receiving touchdown this year. He's he got to get. More. He's got. He deserves one. Like if there's anybody that's going to go up and get a touchdown, it's George Pickens. It's either him or Pat Fryermuth. So if I'm picking an anytime touchdown player, it's one of those two guys. I think it's going to be really difficult because I for for Cincinnati to run the ball. Personally, I think a lot of people after the bye, they're like, "Oh, Joe Mixon, it's finally get it's getting to going with this offense." But I'm still afraid of the Pittsburgh defense from week one. I have nightmares from the first half, what happened in that game. They gave the ball to them five times and credit to Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah. I mean, it's been a rough start for them to begin the year, but when you're without one of the best players in the NFL on the defensive side, it's hard to get things going. Can Cincinnati have a chance for Joe Mixon to run the ball against this defense? Yes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like we mentioned, uh, Larry Ogunjobi dealing with something. He was a limited participant, but if he's out, that's big down the middle of, of the Steelers' defense. I mean, you have T.J. Watt, you have Alex Highsmith, who greatly benefits from having T.J. back, but that's on the outside. Up the middle, as long as you can make sure that Cam Hayward doesn't blow up the entire game, if Ogunjobi's not healthy, there's a hole right there, and I, I think that is a place that the Bengals will be able to exploit, and also, I think with their passing attack and how dangerous it's going to be, because the Steelers, they got blown up by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. They got blown up by Josh Allen and the Bills. There's going to be so much open for them in that secondary, even with Minka Fitzpatrick back. It's going to open other things up, including that run game for Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that um, just not just the passing game. I think I think they're going to play – they'll play it differently, right? Because Jamar Chase isn't there. So it felt like last time they played all this cover two and this cloud and stuff to really just affect Jamar Chase. And, you know, Jamar Chase is going to be a steep, and we're going to affect him at the – well, they're not going to, they don't feel the need to do that when it's T Higgins and Tyler Boyd because they don't, they're not as big of deep threats. Also, worth pointing out is I feel like the nose tackle situation in Pittsburgh, <laughs> me, nose tackles, we're going to talk about it. Uh, they switched them out. They switched out uh, Tyson Alualu, Alualu, I don't remember which one, uh, how to pronounce it, but um, he was the starter and then they moved to Montrevious Adams. And I feel like you just, they're talking about up the middle. That's, Right, right in the middle. I feel like when you're making that switch to your backup, that's probably not a good sign for that play. Yeah, Tyson Alualu has struggled with injuries throughout his entire career. And this year hasn't really had the injuries. But again, when you come back from however many you've had, it makes it a little bit more difficult to get back to the level that you once were at. So obviously with Montrevious Adams, he was playing really well through camp and he just overtook him. And when that happens, it's not good. But it could be a lot worse that somebody was there to actually take the spot instead of him just saying, well, we don't really have a nose tackle, so we'll just put out a bunch of different people. At least there was somebody there to take the spot and not just have a, a gaping hole and have to leave a Lulu out there because there was nobody else. A Lulu, the 34-year-old breakout. He's like 36 now. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Great name. It's honestly a great NFL name, and I really like it. But I have a really important question. Is Minka Fitzpatrick human? No, no. That's, that's insane to be out Suspend there full, full participant right now. I, I mean, think honestly, it's in the bylaws that you have to be human to play football. So I think this is worthy of a suspension, at least yeah. one game. Well, okay. I feel like then Tom Brady has to go too. Like we don't need to get into that. I'm perfectly like... fine with that. <laughs> yeah, no, with Minka Fitzpatrick, I wasn't expecting him to play. I mean, we, we were talking earlier this week and I, I was like, yeah, you know, he's probably not going to play this week, but then he's a full participant in practice and you look at it and you say, well, I don't know what I don't know. And I guess I didn't know that he heals like, a, I, I don't even know what. Yeah. No, absolutely insane. And it's just really crazy. The connection that Joe Burrow was dealing with before the season started. And then Minka has it right before their matchup together. It's time to get to the prediction side. Feels like a minute since we've given one. Last time Nick was on the podcast was week one. I don't know if you're good luck. I mean, you might be bad luck in Cincinnati right now, but we need to have you back on. You kill behind the scenes. You do a lot of work on a sports podcast. Nick, we're having you go first. What's going to happen on Sunday? It would be nice to see the Steelers, at least in my opinion, get a sweep over the Bengals. It's a nice feather in the cap on a season that is not going well. Yeah, we've never seen that. Yeah, well, we haven't, but my past history. Come on. But I, I just don't see it happening. I, I really don't. I mean, the Steelers needed an injured long snapper, Joe Burrow throwing five interceptions, and TJ Watt being ungodly before getting injured 
to beat them in the first place. Now, I understand it's in Pittsburgh. I understand that it's harder to win. It would Akersher, Hines, I'm still not used to it 10 weeks in. It's hard to win there, but the Bengals coming off of a bye, I, I think they just get it done just simply because when you look at the Steelers, even with Kenny Pickett, who you know is a rookie, he's making those rookie mistakes. If the Bengals get up early, Pickett's going to look to go try to make something happen to bring the team back, and he's he's going to turn the ball over because that's what he's done his entire rookie season so far. So prediction-wise, I see it being something in the realm of like 34 to 21 in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. What, Nick? You might be uh, Cincinnati's wow. favorite Steelers <laughs> fan right now. I don't see it that lopsided. Uh, I just, I don't know. this The Steelers offense, we talked about it over under a half touchdown. There's a reason Mike asked that question. <laughs> over under a half passing you touchdown. You picked three. You gave him 21 points. Unless that's seven field goals. No, 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 no. I, listen, with passing touchdowns, I don't see it. But I do think that maybe they get a couple rushing touchdowns because as we've talked about, Matt Canada loves those jet sweeps. And we saw it last week. That's how George Pickens got his, his rushing touchdown jet sweep where he made a cut right up the middle. So uh, I, I do think they score 21. I, I think you see a little bit more offense, but I also think that it's because the game gets a little out of hand and the Bengals kind of lay off on a little on the defensive side. Mike, go. What's going to happen, man? Is it? Uh, I, uh, this defense is different with TJ Watt. I know that this league, the season-long statistics point them to being like middle of the pack, maybe slightly below for, se- for like the whole season. Just the impact he makes is one of the best pass rushers in the league and it, probably the best uh, edge defender. I think the Bengals win. I did say last time, and I still believe this, the Bengals don't lose unless they have multiple turnovers, which they had five, so they lost. <laughs> Almost multiple. still won. That is multiple. It's definitely more than one. So I think they win the uh, – I think it's going to be annoying, though. I, I'm not with Nick where I think it's lopsided. I think it 24-17 – I think the Steelers' defense holds their own. I don't know if Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown. I have him scoring two, I guess. He probably runs one because it seems like he runs one a game or something like that. But um, it's just – I think that's going to be annoying. I don't think Burrow's going to have a lot of turnovers because I think he's going to really hammer, I'm not turning this ball over, and that's going to be ultimately why the Bengals win. But the run defense, I think, is going to be tough because they have better players there right now. And I think that the pass defense with Minka back, I feel less confident on them exploiting that through the air. But I think they do enough. They're too talented to be under 20 points. Yeah, with this game, it's wild because Joe Burrow's interceptions were all against AFC North teams this season. And it is just absolutely wild to think what has happened since week one. Obviously, it's calmed down a whole lot because that was absolutely insane. I agree with you, Mike. I think it's going to be a pretty annoying game and close for most of it. I am terrified of TJ Watt. Uh, When you play against them, the teams that played the Steelers without TJ Watt, they are very lucky because he can just turn around not only the defense, but just the team overall. And you're playing back home. You finally get that win after struggling to begin the season. So I'm going to say it's going to be more about Lou. I, I don't know, maybe it's coach speak what you're hearing at camp or at camp at practice this week. And just guys just really wanting to run through a wall for that guy. And I know they're without Cheeto, but you get DJ reader back. You get Mike Hilton back. I still feel like that's a boost for the defense. I think this is going to be more about Lou and the Bengals defense. I'm going to say 27, 17, but still a pretty close game. And Cincinnati finally gets an AFC North one, which is insane to think about when it's almost December. Yeah. I can see this being like 17, 14 going Mm -hmm. into the fourth quarter or something like that, where it's like, Oh my God, it's so close. We're not going to lose another one. Are we? And then they, they pull it out, but it's like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it even gets tied at some point. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in the in this being like a blowout. I'm like Nick, I guess. But yeah, what Nick? <laughs> Nick, is this a jinx for your team? Because no. right now <laughs> it's emotional hedging. No, it, I don't know if it, it might be a little bit like subliminal emotional hedging, but I, I just look at the Steelers team and, and I don't see a very good offense. I see a defense that it can be good. It was certainly better with TJ Watt, but you know, there's still a lot of question marks on that defense. Like if Robert Spillane is left on Hayden Hurst for too long that's just not a good matchup because Robert Spillane can't cover anybody. 
like even if he's supposed to cover Joe Mixon out of the backfield, it's not going to go well. So I think there are areas in which the Bengals can can take advantage of the Steelers' defense. Is Spillane playing over Jack or Bush? They're doing a weird little <laughs> three. Okay. I don't listen. It's weird, you know. Devin Bush has been on the injury report on and off, but I think both him and Jack have been pretty decent this year. But Spillane has been getting a lot more snaps uh, as of late. Yeah, pretty right. decent. So uh, a jump for Devin Bush this year. So that's good. it is. It is. But I mean, look, listen. The best part is, no matter what happens, it's going to be visually pleasing to watch because it's a really good jersey matchup. That's true. Helmet. Uh, well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not big on the Steelers helmet. I think it's fine. I will give you the stat, and it doesn't favor Cincinnati. I want to say that Pittsburgh is seven and one in their color rush uniform. Cincinnati's one to know in the white, but uh, yeah, what one to know is better than seven and one. What do you mean? One hundred percent wins, no losses, never they lost. Have, they haven't lost. I agree with you. I think this is going to be if you were to look at the other NFL slate games this weekend, this is going to be the best uniform combo. And it's funny because some people still wanted this game in prime time. They need to remember it's going to be five at five o'clock in Pittsburgh. It's going to be dark. Yeah. Ooh, it's yes. going to get a nighttime feel. The lights will be on by six. <laughs> It'll be a nighttime game, but it won't be a primetime game, which is appropriate considering where the Steelers are at this point in the season. Well, I mean, we, we've talked about it plenty. I'm a little biased. I love a 1 p.m. or a 425. I will take that any day of the week over primetime football. I'm sorry that people, the people who like it, but when they're on the road, I'm, I'm pretty good with the 425 kick in, in November. Primetime in Pittsburgh is also brutal for opposing teams, in my opinion. Yeah. I sat there through the Bengals losing <laughs> 31 to 2. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. And then it, it's like they're up thirty-one to fourteen or something, and then they start playing the renegade. And everybody gets up and starts screaming. I'm just like, "You guys won already! Leave me alone!" <laughs> you need Are to we, play it this time. We we called it right now. Three of us picking the Bengals to win. The last time we did that last time. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't work out. All the pregame shows that picked the Brown or the Bengals over the Browns in that game, and everyone knows what happened. So honestly, we don't know a thing about this NFL season, and it could go anyway. To be completely honest with you, we'll say what we think is going to happen, but we have really have no clue until this game is played because that's what this NFL season has been like. Uh, but no, it should be fun. I'm pumped about it. We'll obviously have a recap. On Sunday after the game, plenty to go see over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sans. What is up on all Bengals? Are you still taking a break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to promote you or say, ask how you're doing ever again. Um, I, uh, I'm on my break. Uh, man, I fell in love with the bye week. <laughs> you're like, I might quit this stuff. I don't want to do it uh, Twitter's going down. I'm going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll just show up for the podcast. No, I, I just, I took a, I took a long bye week. I just felt good to refresh. And now I got the message from James Rapine that I need to get my prediction in. And I'm like, all right, we're back to the grind. <laughs> yeah, you better get it in. I just put mine in before the show started. But yeah, thank you as always. Nick, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Nick is the best. Thank you guys as always for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.